live and heard around the world you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet it's the high stakes fantasy football hour presented by myffpc.com with your hosts eric balkman and dave gerzak the high stakes fantasy football hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world and now because no one else was available here are eric balkman and dave gerzak
All right, hopefully we are back here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with Balky and Dave Gerzak. We'll give it a little bit for the live listeners since they're on about a 30-second delay and they can let us know if they're hearing anything right now. But we were talking about the Lions running backs going forward. Dave said uh, that uh, there's not much fantasy uh, stuff to to be gained from from the Lions running game. And I kind of believe that a little bit. You know, I look at Ty Johnson as far as – what he's been the last couple of weeks. I actually started him. Dave, I don't know if I told you this. In one of the Kentucky leagues I run, in one of my better leagues that I run there in uh, the KFFSC, I started both Chase Edmonds and Ty Johnson as my running backs this past week. Did not work out so bueno. Holy crap. Which is, which is unfortunate. That really sucks. Yeah, it was one of those things where I look at it, and I was, I was feeling really good because my receivers, I think I had like four top 15 receivers in that league, along with Edmonds and Ty Johnson. Didn't work out necessarily all that great. And I was hoping that that was the league I had Kenyon Drake in because I knew I had Kenyon Drake in like two leagues. And I was hoping that Kenyon Drake was one of them. It, it, it didn't happen uh, for me that, that past week. So we'll try to retool there. You look at the Detroit running game going forward. Neither one of us are very bullish on the Lions going forward, and we will leave it at that. Now, let's move on and talk about the Jaguars receivers, Dave. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah, well, it, we'll see how exciting he is. D.D. Westbrook, questionable for the Texans game in London uh, coming up, which we should mention, is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time start. So make sure you are getting your lineups in prior to that. The Jaguars play in London a lot. It's because of the relationship that um, Shad, uh, Shad Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, Chaka Khan has with um, with the uh, the Londoners, the Englanders oh, there. Really? Yeah, well, that's also, why that's why Jacksonville plays there a lot. It's actually kind of a quick flight to be honest. You know, Jacksonville's on the east side of Florida. That's you true. Right over there. Yep. Yeah. So so you're having Jacksonville play uh, the Houston Deshaun Watsons this past week. But when Jacksonville's on offense, they have D.D. Westbrook who is questionable. He did not finish last week after he's Didn't at he have a zero. He, yes, he did. He aggravated. Can't start DD piece of crap zero Westbrook after he screwed you last this week. This is great. This is good stuff now. Okay, so he had an existing shoulder injury that he re-aggravated. Plus, he's so, not even that good. Well, that's debatable. But he uh, he's going to be um, uh, in London this past or this coming week. We don't know if he's going to go or not. But if he does sit, Dave, you look at Chris Conley. We're going to talk with uh, with our guest coming up, Brian McKinney, about Chris Conley. What are your thoughts on the Jacksonville re- uh, Jacksonville receivers? Sands. D.D. Westbrook. Is it Conley? Is it somebody else? How do you look at this? You know, other than D.J. Shark? Other than Shark, yeah. Well, we know Shark is going to be good. You got to start. You're starting him no matter what, right? Uh, Probably. I mean, it's very. He's not a top 10 receiver. He's, like, he's close, team. though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah so top 15, chance. sure. I mean, plus, well, anyway, uh, yeah, you normally start Shark. Uh, Texans defense isn't all that great. I would, if I was in dire straits, I would consider Conley if Westbrook was out. I would not start Westbrook. Even if I was, I would actually start like Frank Gore or Adrian Peterson over as, as a flex. So if, yeah, because I mean, it's just even, like, at least you can count on those guys. They're in their mid thirties and they play running back and they get the ball a lot. Right. So even if if you find out early, early like eight a.m. Um, Eastern time Sunday morning, Westbrook's active. You well, s- you still have several trepidations about starting him. Yes. Okay. And for all the alcoholics out there, you really should probably make your decision, but you know, before that morning because you're not going to be up in time. Like well, well but like hold up, but no, man, no, no, no. Now you're not going to be up in time, okay. so you clearly need to make your decision <laughs> okay, right but away. But now here's the thing about what you're that. Gonna do. You remember this is daylight savings time this past week. Oh, weekend. we get an extra so hour. We get an extra hour. Hour of drinking. Yeah, an hour of drinking, an hour of sleeping. <laughs> however you want to look at it. So there is that, and, right. and maybe you will be up early I'm in time. Proud about that. Yeah. So there's something. You know, this has been a really that. good weekend to go to the Breeders' Cup at Oneida. I don't blame oh, me. If only. I blame my brother and his wife for having a stupid what. 
Hang on. So, by the way, yeah. Balky can't go to the Breeders' Cup in Oneida. Which right. I would have gone to with two Packers in the chat room. And uh, our buddy Leroy has to work. Oh, is that official? He can't go because of that? Yeah, some knob wouldn't switch shifts with him. So, now Balky was our only hope to be right. the third guy. And you're, what is it, 100 days of being yeah, alive? Yeah, well, my brother, what is, what is this? My, my brother. I've this, never heard of this. Uh, I'll just, I'll spill this right now. My brother married his old boss, okay? And what's his name? Uh, her name is oh. Lucy. That's actually her English name. I don't know what her Chinese name is, but she's Chinese. Oh. And um, apparently in Chinese culture, once you have existed 100 days on planet Earth, that is a massive celebration. And they just had their second kid believe it or not, a hundred days ago. So tomorrow is the hundred days celebration, which is what I have to go to in Mequon, which is roughly about an hour and 45 minute drive South of where I am. Who is, this is your brother. This is my brother's kid. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. So I have to go down there. I would send my brother like, a, like an email card, you know, if that happened, you know, you know, and just skip it. The yeah, pro- like, hey man, congratulations now, on right. your kid living for a hundred days. No SIDS, that's good. Congratulations. The the problem with with that old thing is my wife and my two kids are already down there and expecting me to show up tomorrow. The only reason I'm not down there now is because I was doing this show tonight. Oh well, thank yeah. God you got the audio to work. Yeah, voice yeah well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we have uh, just around the corner Brian McKinney, the fifth place team in the Football Guys Players Championship. One more thing I want to get to tonight, Dave. We can run long since the show technically. We will. We will. We'll run a little bit long. We, I promise you, we will run long. The daylight saving show. Deshaun Jackson is uh, apparently uh, he's got the abdomen injury. Doug Peterson, his head coach, said he's optimistic that Jackson is actually going to play this week against the Bears, is according to Eagles beat writer Jeff McClain, who tweeted this out. Is it, is it that bad? Is it that rough? <laughs> it's okay. All right. Well, I'll just tell you right now. Save you some Deshaun Jackson words. has not played since week two. It doesn't hurt. It's fine. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson has not played since week two of the season, and we'll find out what happens uh, as, as, they, uh, as the Eagles and Bears get, get ready to, to get it on. Obviously, you weren't playing Matt Collins before. You shouldn't be uh, if you were. You shouldn't be rostering him. Yeah, you shouldn't be rostering him. But you look at the Sean Jackson, Dave, against a foundering secondary, a foundering defense, really, in Chicago going forward here, um, uh, a team that really has not lived up to expectations. Would you be willing to flex out the Sean Jackson as maybe a top 30, top 40 receiver right away in his first game back, or is it still too early to do that? Uh, you know, I, I respect Chicago's defense. I, they're not the, the best pet past secondary is not the best, but I probably would not play Deshaun Jackson. Abdomen injury, I mean, he's a field stretcher. He's, he's still a three for 80 and a touchdown guy a lot of times. Right. I, you know. um, he, I actually wouldn't mind playing Deshaun Jackson week 10, 11, or 12 if he plays well in nine, but I would not be interested in playing him now. All right, so I understand what you're I'd saying. I'd like to shoot uh, Zach Ertz as well, by the way, just oh, in general. My, my co-host. Take um, him out, put him out to pastor, shoot him, whatever. I don't care. My co-host, uh, Leo Kuyper Jr. on the Appleton Trophy Fantasy Football Show, which you can hear locally on 95.3 and 99.1 uh, FM, Appleton Oshkosh here in Northeast Wisconsin. Not during drive time, though. He has gone – well, no, the trophy show you can hear during drive time. Um, <laughs> once a week. Only. Yeah, once a week. Um, Leo has been snake bit, and he traded for Zach Ertz, and, and he just is so disenchanted with what Ertz has done this year. You look at uh, tight ends I'd rather be starting and having over Zach Ertz going forward. Obviously, Kelsey. Obviously, Kittle. Darren Waller. Sure, yeah, easy. Mark Andrews. Yeah. I mean, like, Evan Engram at this point. The list goes on. Hunter Henry. Oh, but that's another great one. Yeah, Hunter. Henry's back. He's great. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we'll see what happens, and I'm not willing to say this right now, but the way they're trending, look out for Jonu Smith in Tennessee. 
Yeah, you know, Smith had a fantastic game last week. I know we were kind of like, you know, going back and forth on how he was poor last year. Right. But it seems like he's finally come around, and that's great. I mean, he's a he's always been a good athletic talent. Um, yeah, so I think Smith, I mean, and uh, they already ruled out Delaney Walker this week. Right. So I think Smith's a really good spot. Yeah, it's, it's John U. Smith's season, and he's going to come up. I, I was in a year early on him last year, but it doesn't look like anybody who bought into him this year is a year early on him. Let's get into tonight's guest, Dave. I want to welcome him on right now. He's a longtime fantasy sports player, relatively new to the high-stakes space on the high-stakes fantasy football world. He is in fifth place heading into week nine of the 2019 Football Guys Players Championship. He's here to drop some knowledge on us. Please welcome into the high-stakes fantasy football hour, Mr. Brian McKitty. Brian, welcome. Happy Friday, and thanks for joining the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on with you. This is uh, awesome to have you on, dude. I, I think if, if you look uh, if you look at the um, the history of guests we've had on November or later, as as this is our first November show of the season, um, you know the guests we have on in September and October they tend not to do so well. Those, those uh, guys are posers. You're right, right. But the teams we have on in November, <laughs> December, Brian, this is all set up for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, now now we have the good teams on. Now I'm really feeling the pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I apologize for Balky sounding like Demi Moore a little bit tonight, yeah. but that's all right. Maybe it's kind of sexy. There's this guy, um, you know, on our local on our local. Um, I'm gonna call you GI Jane. The rest. No, of the no, show don't do that. Our our local <laughs> radio show. We we have um we have syndicated radio going on on the overnights, the late nights and over overnights, and with SB Nation Radio, which a lot of people listening are probably familiar with, because a lot of people have the the SB Nation Radio going on in their local sports talk stations, and there's this guy named um scott oh man Ryan, we'll eventually answer, answer no, we, we'll question. get in we'll get into it in a little bit uh, <laughs> why can i not think of this guy's name it's scott i can't think of what his last name is but he talks like this all the time and like a total grizzled sports talk <laughs> voice and every time i get sick at the station they ask me to do this this guy yeah. and that's and so i feel like that's what i'm doing that's tonight. Your voice? so i'm not going to ask you oh, in the scott I, I can't remember his last name I, this is i can't even believe i'm escaping this right now but brian when you're not it's dominating it's the football it's guys it's players championship tell everybody this question i know it's terrible tell everybody what you're doing for a living uh is it scott for real that you were thinking about yes Thank you so much. That's who it is. Brian I, knows a yes. sports betting man. Knows but, but you, but you know, yeah, Scott Farrell. So you know you're getting interviewed by a celebrity, Scott Farrell. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So Brian, I'll go ahead and uh, <laughs> tell us when, when you're not doing so well, the football guys, players, you tell us what you're doing for a living. <laughs> yeah. That guy's voice has always tripped me out too. <laughs> um, to get to your question, though, I, I, I make uh, guitar pickups for electric guitars for a living. Um, oh, that's awesome. For, yeah, for anybody that, that knows electric guitars and how they work. But, it's uh, yeah, I love music and uh, really excited I was able to get into the music biz and uh, be able to kind of contribute to it in that way. Um, been doing that for about eight years, and it's been going really well. So looking forward to keeping that up for a while. So Scott, that's awesome to hear. Obviously, we know you're in tune with the music business. Is there a, is there a band or is there an artist out there right now that's maybe on the cusp? Some somebody that what, are you gonna sign them? No, 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 no. I'm not signing them. But somebody that you're listening to, somebody somebody that's one of your favorites, somebody that's out there right now that maybe we don't know about that our listeners should be listening to right now. That that's one of maybe your faves. Yeah, we want to be cool. Right. Um, if you're into the rock and roll kind of jam band scene, there's a new band called Goose. Uh, that's really turning some heads, and they're they're out of Connecticut, uh, pretty young kids, but they've definitely got some some good action going. Uh, 
pretty if you listen to fish and panic they're kind of along those lines widespread panic um but yeah just check them out and they're they're really doing some cool stuff that's cool so do you sell do you sell i mean I, i'm very oblivious to what you what you do but so do you sell directly to consumers or do you sell i mean you have a website you can to promote or at all or not really uh we do sell to uh consumers and uh manufacturers as well and it's uh curtis novak classic pickups um cool. definitely check us out on the website social media we're all over it and uh yeah if you got any needs uh we do quite a variety of pickups uh bass and guitar um so yeah check us out if you're ever in need oh that's all that's really cool goosetheband.com is where to check out uh brian's uh brian's selection of the band that you should be looking at right now but as far as fantasy football and the selections that that uh that brian has made so far dave we have a question about that so what place is he in right now? He's in fifth, fifth overall, yeah, heading into week nine of, of, all those teams. of the FBC, 84 in our team. So how is it, you know, just tell us like, the experience a little bit, because you're not kind of used to this. How has it been for you? You know, you look at your team and you're like, damn, I'm, you know, I'm in, you're in single digit, you know, place. How has it been for you being so highly ranked throughout this competition as we get into the later weeks here? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. I, um, you know, the, the first couple of weeks, I'm not sure where I was at. Um, but I remember checking a couple of times and it didn't really seem like I was that high up in the standings. Um, but then noticed a couple of weeks ago that I was starting to climb up a little bit and the team was starting to click. So it's, it's been pretty exciting. Um, been a little nerve wracking, uh, just kind of trying to be cool about it and, and let it ride out and see where I can get with it. Yeah. It's um, one of those things. I, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'd um last year was the first year I played on the uh on the website, which I love by the way. It's uh y'all got a really cool website there, man. It's a lot of fun stuff going on. Um and I played in a couple of best ball leagues and I think a classic league too, just trying to get my feet under me and get a feel for it. Um, which I highly recommend. It's uh just to get familiar with the website and the way things are set up and the scoring and everything. Um learned a lot from the best ball um, won one of those, and I think won the Classic League, and rolled that over into entries into the FPC this year. So that was kind of right. what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure if it would happen that way, but it did. So I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you could turn uh, like 35 bucks into uh, 250 grand, possibly. Well, we and we always heard the story. Uh, we we've had him on the show before, mm-hmm. Dave. The uh, and I'm I, the name's escaping me right now, but the guys from Philly who uh, took the draft street entry into a football guy's entry, right. into a main event entry, won the whole thing. Yeah, Reither, nice. Joseph, Joseph Reither, yeah, yeah. Um, won the whole thing a couple of years ago. So it can be done. It can be done. It has Start, been done. You know, starting off with, you know, like a $35 DE, a $35 classic. And we'll see if, uh, if uh, Brian McKinney can get it done this year in 2019. No question. You are on your way. So let's talk about, um, you know, we, we kind of know that the, the main players as we're in, now in November of when you draft, you know, certain players at certain spots, you are going to be uh, well off. You have a lot of those main players. Let's talk about free agency. Chris Conley was a guy that you added for a modest $51 price this past week in your FPC team that's in fifth place. What are your expectations for him going forward in Jacksonville, especially when you consider D.D. Westbrook looks like he may not be able to give it a go, and you saw the long touchdown, the big play that Chris Conley put up in week eight for the Jaguars. Yeah, um, I feel like my team's a little weak at wide receiver, so I've been trying to 
you know, scratch and dig to find anything out there that might be, you know, rosterable. Um, and there isn't much out there. So when there has been some people pop up and Connolly's one of those, uh, kind of took a shot at it, put in a pretty low bid um, comparatively to what some guys have been going for, but it worked out for me. Um, but, yeah, he's averaging almost uh, 20 yards to catch. Um, you know, men's shoes been lightened up pretty good as a quarterback for that team. And uh, with Westbrook possibly being out, um, I think he's, he's still questionable. But, you know, he could have a decent game uh, this week. And I may or may not be starting him, kind of seeing how the chips fall, um, especially with uh, T.Y. Hilton being out. And I've got Zach Pascal sitting on my bench, too, that he might be somebody that I would put in a flex spot. Dave, we're going to get into uh, to well, well, we can get into Hilton a little bit right now. You know, he's officially out for this coming week. Do you like Zach Pascal uh, going forward as the as the Colts' number one receiver? Or is this more of a wait and see situation for you? You know, uh, I, I can't. I, they, yeah, go ahead. Let us let us know, Brian. What do you think? I, I was going to say it's probably a wait and see. I mean, obviously there could be some volume there, uh, but he's also going to be drawing, you know, the number one cover guy. Um, most of those games, I would imagine, and they were saying Hilton could be out as many as four weeks. Right. Um, so I'm not sure how quick I'll be starting this week against the Pittsburgh defense that's playing pretty well right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I would probably classify him as a wait-and-see guy. Well, kind of to go along with that, it kind of brings us to our next question. Uh, you have Kenny Stills on your team. You know, Will Fuller is perpetually injured. QT, QT was a guy that a lot of people, um, you know, Felt might be coming out this year, and, and having a decent season, he's been terrible, uh, hurt also. So you have Kenny Stills, like the last last man standing, other than Hopkins, of course. Are you considering? What do you think? You have Stills. You're looking at Pascal. I mean, you, you have Conley. What are you thinking about uh, Stills here? Um, I like. I've always liked Kenny Stills. He's you know he's not a necessarily consistent guy, but I mean the weeks that he hits, he hits pretty good. Um. The Jags are giving a lot, you know, some big pass plays up. I think they're, you know, up towards the top of 20-plus uh, yard pass plays given up. Um, so I'm definitely thinking about playing him. I know the, the London games can be a little weird. Um, so also taking that in consideration. But, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, a flex this week, it's probably be one of those receivers or maybe even Jamal Williams and doubling up with him and Aaron Jones, which I don't easily like to do, but against the Chargers, uh, it, I think it could be worthwhile. You know, that new stadium in London is pretty awesome. Is it, is it new? I didn't realize this. Is this the Tottenham Hotspur yeah. stadium that they're playing at? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think it's, I think it's great. I, you know, I yeah. actually enjoy watching those games. We were talking about again, not to keep bringing up my local show, but we we're talking about the um, the, the stadium <laughs> that the Chargers play at um, against the Packers this weekend. Do you know what the capacity is for that stadium in LA right now? Uh, Fifty-two thousand. Twenty-seven thousand. Holy it's crap! Twenty-seven. Yeah. It's a tiny, tiny stadium. Allegedly, seventy percent of the tickets sold this weekend have gone to Green Bay fans. We'll see what yeah, happens. Are you serious? Seventy percent. Yeah. It's, well, you remember the Chargers. And, and Brian, maybe you remember this from a couple of weeks ago, that Chargers Steelers Sunday night game that the, the, the uh, Chargers were ticked off because they were playing the Steelers like fan anthem, uh, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. And it was like a home game. 
wow. for the Steelers there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it was very frustrating for those. I remember Melvin Gordon spoke out about it. Several Chargers spoke out about it. It could be another home game for the Packers. You know what, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm glad we're talking about this. I'm going to ask Brian a personal starter sick question. Go ahead, absolutely. I don't give a crap. I'm interrupting the show. No, that's personal good. Stuff. So, Brian, I have, to cho- I have to choose between starting Phillip Rivers quasi at home against the Packers or the Hall of Fame GOAT, Tom Brady. <laughs> He's like Gardner Minshew. No, not piece of crap Minshew, Brady. He's not a piece at, of crap. At Baltimore, what do you think? Am I starting GOAT or am I starting, uh, oh golly, Philip Rivers. I can't win more than three games out of the first eight. Brady or Rivers, what do you say, Brian? <laughs> Two road that Chargers offense is not uh, hard to have a lot of faith in that right now. They seem to be struggling for some reason, even given all the pieces they have to play with there. Um, it's hard to put any faith in Rivers at, at this moment. I, I, you know, might try to. Might have to go with the goat there. So I should go with the winner. Yeah, that's winner. what I would do. I think I'm going with for, Brady. For whatever. So, so, I thought that's what I was going to do. But okay, I as, sure. as long as you're hijacking the show, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to hijack the show. Brian, I have, I have this decision I have to make, also at quarterback, also involving Tom Brady in three of my leagues this week. I can either play Tom Brady under the primetime lights at Baltimore on Sunday night, or the other option I have right now is Josh Allen who is at home against the lowly Washington Redskins. Which one are you playing, Allen or Tom Brady? Uh, I would probably lean towards Josh Allen there. Um, he's, he's pretty good and could definitely put up some points against Washington. That's, that's For all three leagues, that's who I have in right now, is Allen over Brady. And I keep waiting for something to motivate me to put Brady in right now. And I keep thinking about these games where – it's like the, the Sony Michelle, the James White, the, um, the, uh, the Rex Burkhead show, uh, or, or what have you. And Brady ends up throwing for like 200 yards and like a touchdown, and, well, and that's it. Whereas Josh Allen could throw for 200 yards, two touchdowns, and then run for another 40 and another touchdown. Well, one thing to keep in mind is that the Buffalo-Washington game, uh, the over-under is 36 it's and a half. super low. It's, it's Buffalo minus low. 10 and a half. Yeah. So if Josh Allen isn't running and he's not throwing for a few touchdowns in the first half, it could be one of those, you know, 17 to seven games. Right. If that's an under, it's a 17 to seven game right. with two touchdowns and he maybe doesn't do crap. Right. But I also see him doing that in the first half too. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. Yeah, we'll see. That's the issue. We'll see what happens with that. Be fun. But that is a good point with that, with that total with Josh Allen, um, you know, having a it's quote unquote limited ceiling in that game. And Brady, you know, honestly, that could, David, it, it, you could probably look this up, the total on that Sunday night game between the Patriots and Ravens, but I, it's probably not 50, but I bet it's above 45, and I bet it's approaching 50 it's right 44 now. 44 and a half, and the Patriots are three-point favorites. The one thing I'll say, I mean, the Patriots' defense is great. 7-0, and they're killing it, but they've been playing terrible quarterbacks, so finally they're going to yeah. get a test against Lamar right. Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one thing to consider that I think they might actually be tested for once. Well, and, this, and by the way, we're talking with uh, Brian McKinney, the fifth place overall team in the Football Guys Players Championship. Brian, this leads us into our next question because you have been the beneficiary of the Patriots defense for a long time on your, uh, on your team this year. You actually have them on your bench in this league this week in favor of the New York Jets, who still have Jamal Adams, who don't have Leonard Williams, but they still have Adams, and they're going to Miami to play this week. You have a tank job. You have, yes, you have the Jets in. That's a great team name, by the way. The Jets are in over the Patriots defense. Have you made up your mind officially on this? It's going to be the Jets over New England, or might you still revisit this and put the Patriots in your starting lineup? Uh, I did revisit it today um, and put the Pats in. 
and probably stick with that, but I'm just going to feel it out, you know, for till Sunday rolls around. But you made a good point. I mean, the Pats haven't really played. This is their first game, you know, against anybody that's, that's shown any kind of offense. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But if it's, you know, Belichick does his usual thing, which is try to eliminate a team's best player, that would obviously be Lamar Jackson. So if they can control him, which I'm thinking maybe they're going to put a spy on him uh, to try to negate his production, um, they could probably, you know, handle it pretty well. But, you know, his his legs are what is hard to contain. I mean, when that guy steps out of the pocket, he, he can accelerate quickly. Um, so it could be trouble for him. But, yeah, I, I just – Started thinking more about the the Jets, um, you know, and it seemed good. I picked them up in a couple of leagues to see how they go, how they're going to do because they're scheduled the rest of the season. It looks really easy, um, but they're still having some issues there. Um, but I'm not so sure that the the Dolphins couldn't win that game, maybe. So that kind of puts yeah. me puts me on edge too. I think I think the Jets, if I recall correctly, I looked this up. I think today, I think that they play at home against the Dolphins in, in a playoff, like week 15 yeah, or 16. Yeah, it is. Because if you – I was talking about this, actually, on my local fantasy football show. Screw the, your local show. No, listen, the <laughs> schedule for Sam Darnold, not, not that uh, – Week you know, 14 at home against the Dolphins. The, this, not that you would be playing him as your starting quarterback, but if you are in any super flex – well, an FFPC super flex league or any two QB leagues, the schedule for Sam Darnold going forward is really, really good. And as a result, the schedule for the Jets going forward is really, really good as well as, as, as we look forward to that. But I, I think that you make a good point there, and we'll, and we'll see what happens because I don't think this is an easy decision. Um, there might be a lot of teams out there that both have the Patriots defense and the Jets defense that are going to have to make a, a decision this week, um, maybe to even make the playoffs in their leagues. This could decide it. We'll see what happens. But that's good knowledge there, uh, no question. Dave, uh, let's uh, move on to um, a team that's after my own heart, the Green Bay Football Packers. <laughs> So um, apparently you have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on there on your team, and they're both been doing really pretty well. Jones has been doing spectacular most of the season. Um, are you considering starting both of them this week, possibly? Uh, based on the matchup, I'm I'm considering it in that in that second flex spot. Um, you know, Williams with those other receivers, it's going to be one of those guys. Um, and if you know, from what I'm seeing, it kind of everybody's expecting the. And Packers to kind of blow out the Chargers. It could be a lot of running production. They're kind of splitting carries evenly right now, so it's it could pay off to start them both. Um, and they're both playing really well. I mean, Aaron Jones he's had some incredible games. Obviously, uh, Jamal Williams has been more of a just a consistent kind of guy the last few weeks, but uh, definitely somebody I feel like you could probably put in a flex and, and come out pretty good on it. I, I mean, I really look at it like when, ever since Devontae Adams went down there's just such a lack of skill at the receiver positions. MVS is getting two, three, two, and four targets or something. Right. In fact, he has a, that, you know, to, and, two on, you know, I mean, to two, his, two two his credit, game, he's two. been dinged up a little bit. Too. Yeah. That's, and that's fine. I mean, I could care less from my perspective if I own, right. you know, yep. Jones and Jamal Williams, yep. uh, Jimmy Graham is washed up. Uh, and the rest of the receivers, I mean, they're, they're garbage. I mean, they're hit, hit and miss. Yeah. They're just, Mostly no, they're just no good. So, you really have to look at the talent and the talent is that running back. And I, th- I think that it makes a lot of sense to actually look at both starting both of those guys. Dave, you and I were talking about this before the show started tonight. The, the target share for every team in the NFL 
all 31 teams except for the Packers is being led in target share by either a wide receiver or a tight end. Not so in Green Bay. Aaron Jones, 14% of the target share so far. This was just over 14% of the target share so far in Green Bay. Now, obviously, a lot of that goes into Devontae Adams being out when he comes back. You got to assume he's going to be a big part of the game plan. And I do believe he will be back uh, this coming week. Let, and we're going to talk about Devontae Adams here with, with you in a little bit, Brian. But before we get to that, I'm curious, as we are now past the halfway point of the buy season, a lot of the buys behind a lot of fantasy owners out there right now as we look to close out that portion of the season. Are you managing your roster as far as the waiver wire goes any differently? In other words, are you maybe just loading up on potential great handcuffs at running back? Are you cutting down to maybe one quarterback, one tight end, one defense, one kicker, anything like that? How has this changed, if at all? Maybe it hasn't changed. Are you managing your waiver wire going forward in the FPC? How much money do you have left? Uh, I would say I haven't made any changes to this point. Um, and the waiver wire has been you know, a tricky thing to figure out because if you look at some of the, the fab reports and see the bids uh, that people are putting in for certain players, I mean, they're shooting for the sky. Um, I've tried to play it, you know, a little more traditional, um, and not overpaying for any guys. Um, I think I picked up JD McKissick where a lot of people were going for Ty Johnson. Um, and I think maybe the guy that picked up Ty Johnson got him for like 500 bucks or something, uh, which is a, you know, I, I would never feel comfortable paying that much for somebody who was an unproven product. Um, I was really happy that the guy dropped Tony Pollard a couple of weeks ago, and I was able to get him pretty cheap as a handcuff to uh, to Zeke. Um, I nice. definitely feel comfortable about having him uh, locked up in case something happens there. And the same way with you know Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, if if one of those guys goes down, obviously you know their their production should see a, an uptick even from where it's at right now. So yeah, you know handcuff the best I could, try to get as much depth. Um, I am carrying three quarterbacks. You know, I've got Russell Wilson, who I've, I've loved this year. He's been doing great. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's been doing great. Coward Murray's been a little bit up and down, and I could probably see letting him go. But um, at the same time, it might be a defensive move to, to keep him. I hadn't really looked to see how other people are, are doing at the quarterback position yet. Uh, but I'd say going forward, uh, I think i got like 450 bucks left, uh, which is, maybe the fifth most anybody has. There's a lot of guys that are, have used up most of their fab budget so far. So I want to be able to, you know, have some money there. If something does happen, a player becomes available, that would definitely uh, be a game changer the rest of the season. And if not, I'll just, you know, keep picking up the guys I need as I need them. Uh, try to do a little forward thinking of, of situational issues uh, that could come up, but just try to go in with the best team I can into the, these playoffs and, uh, for the best. Well, Brian, you go ahead, Dave. You you got a question or well, a point? Uh, oh, go ahead. You're fine. I'll ask him something else. Somebody else. Well, the only thing I was going to say, we we're talking about Kyler Murray. I didn't realize this. I actually just read a story in ESPN.com today. We all know he was a first round pick in Major League Baseball. We know he was the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Do you know what else he excels in, Dave? Besides football and baseball, uh, skeet shooting. He is an excellent chess player. Is he really? I guess he crushed his high school chess club. Did very very well there. I had no idea. But so that's got to, you know, be Lucky good. Look alike for a Tweety for a Tweety Bird, yeah, exactly, yeah, no question. <laughs> one of my favorite tweets from Lance of all time. Yeah, that is that is a good one. <laughs> hey, we got we got a phone call here real quick. We're gonna take. Uh, you are on the air with uh, Brian McKinney, 
Dave Gerzak and Eric Balkman here on the HSFFR. Let's go to the 484. Who are we talking to? Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Tony, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Uh, doing good. question for you. I know that you got a big game coming up here with the with the, 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 the birds playing the bears. So my question is, if Carson Wentz wrestled a bear, who would win? <laughs> uh, Tony, thanks for the, the phone call. I appreciate that. That's good stuff there. If Carson Wentz wrestled a bear. Now, let me let now my voice is a black bear. No, no, no. Hold on. My voice isn't good. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Um, if Carson Wentz wrestled a bear and the bear was was named Ditka, who would win? Carson Wentz or Ditka the bear? So I, I think you look you look at this from the perspective of okay, yeah, th- this is this is a, a tough defense. Um, but Carson Wentz can he do no wrong? Uh, I I don't think he's incapable of, of not doing wrong, but. Um... <laughs> I, th- I think he'd have to take Carson Wentz uh, losing to the Bear seven hundred and seventy-seven to seven. <laughs> nice. That's good stuff right there. I appreciate that, Brian. Good, good, good on you. Um, I, uh, I, I would like to keep this on the NFC North tip here, Dave, because this is a question that's weighing on a lot of fantasy minds this week, given that it's a late game and given the talent of the guy we're talking about. Yeah. So I have, I'm gonna have two questions. One is. Uh, primary one should fantasy owners be nervous about starting Devonte adams in his first game back in a late game if he is active this week lots of ifs and buts there right and then after that i know you just mentioned i want to just i just want you to run through your starting lineup so i mean it's good for our listeners to know who you actually have going on a general basis all week so it's like you have russell wilson zeke elliott aaron jones you have jamal williams you have the new england defense so maybe you walk through your receivers and tight ends after you uh tell us about Devonte adams a little bit um you know, you want to believe that teams are going to be smart with their players um, and that they wouldn't put him out there and possibly risk him losing him for more time. Uh, and those turf two injuries can be a pain in the butt. You know, it's it's hard to to come back from those fully, you know, or play on them unless you come back fully, rather. Um, but I want to believe that they're, you know, willing to put him out there, that he's good to go. Uh, last I heard, I think yesterday or today they said they make that decision about, you know, an hour and a half before game time. So that tells me that they're not fully comfortable yet with where he's at um, and may, you know, not take the chance to put him back out there. Um, again, if, you know, the Chargers, uh, they could possibly, you know, get by without him. Um, if they could get one of those other receivers to step up consistently, which they haven't been able to yet, uh, that would obviously probably make them feel better about not playing Adams. But from a fantasy perspective, um, you know, if they put him out there, I guess you got to play him and, and hope for the best because um, you definitely don't want to keep him on your bench and then watch him blow up against the Chargers. Um, I will tell you so – go, go ahead, Brian. That's, I was just going to say that's probably – you know, the best advice I could offer on that is just, you know, try to trust the team. If they put him out there, then he's probably startable. All right. So then back to receivers. Uh, can you just tell us who your receivers are? I know we talked about some of the uh, kind of the bye week guys a little bit, and then your tight end who you normally are starting and your kicker, actually, I'm kind of interested in that one. Uh, so kicker uh, picked up Joey Sly. Uh, it's early in the season, I think, because he was obviously started off hot. And i uh, just kind of been riding him, which has been working out so far. Um, On a points-per-game basis, 
Sorry to interrupt you. Points per game basis, Joey Sly is number two. Wow. Behind Justin Tucker, he's at 11.1 point a week. Go ahead. Yeah, and I don't think he was drafted uh, by very many teams either. That I, you know, in the drafts I, I saw, I didn't see a couple of people pick him up, but he seemed like more of a, a waiver wire addition. Uh, yep. You know, after he started producing. Uh, Darren Waller, I drafted uh, earlier nice. than I would like to, but in that draft and under the format with the tight ends getting a point and a half per catch. Um, was really excited about him. My good buddy, uh, Howard Bender over at Fantasy Alarm had been hyping him up, you know, all through the off season and uh, took his advice on that one. And definitely uh, it's been paying off. The dude's been incredible. He's uh, getting targets all over the place. It took him a little while to score, but, you know, that's when you're still getting the yardage and the catches, you, you can, you know, not complain too much about it. Uh, but, yeah, it's receiver where I felt like if I've got a weakness on the team, which I do, it's that receiver. Um, you know, Mike Evans has been doing pretty good. D.J. Moore, not as strong as I'd like to see. Um, but, you know, after that, it's, it's kind of thin. It's, you know, Zach Pascal and now Conley um, and uh, Kenny Stills. So it's, those are definitely flex guys and not guys that would feel, you know, comfortable starting on a week-to-week basis. Uh, but hopefully, you know, it, it can fill some gaps here and there with the bye weeks and everything. Um, and just basically I'm hoping that, you know, Evans and DJ Moore can keep producing at least at the level they're at, if not a little bit better, uh, going through the rest of the season. I feel like Moore really has not produced to the level that he's probably capable of, and I feel like he really could actually do better, even with Kyle Allen seemingly the guy that's going to be around for the rest, possibly the rest of the season. Uh, it's looking that way right now with the news on Cam Newton. We actually have a, uh, an email for Brian coming up regarding that exact thing. So Perfect. we're, we're going to get to that in a second. I do want to uh, reiterate something that was posted in the chat room from Sports Betting Man uh, talking about Devontae Adams caught on tape leapfrogging over one of the coaches at Packers practice today. You don't leapfrog somebody with a turf toe and, and have it be unhealthy. So I think we are looking for Devontae Adams to return this week. Dave and I are about two Aaron Rodgers throws southwest of Lambeau Field here where we're doing the program. And I'll tell you, I don't know about Dave, but I have Devontae Adams in two leagues. Sunday morning, I am going to insert Devontae Adams in both those leagues, and we'll see what happens with the news we get in um, you know, prior to, to him going on Sunday night. I do believe he's going to be playing. I do believe he's going to be big for the Packers that night, and it's going to take something significant on Sunday morning for me to sit, uh, to sit Devontae Adams at week nine because I do believe he is going to be back. Let's get into a couple of emails for you, Brian, that came in for listeners uh, over the course of the week. This is from Al in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Going to the point I just brought up with Dave, he writes, Hey, Brian, I'm not sure what is going on with Curtis Samuel right now, so what would you do with him and DJ Moore in your lineups this week? Good luck in the FPC, dude. That is Al in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Thanks for the email. Al, talked about DJ Moore and talked about Curtis Samuel. Are you nervous about Samuel not going? And if he doesn't go, does that mean a big week nine for DJ Moore, Brian? You hope so. Yeah, you definitely hope so. Um, Curtis Samuel has not really been doing much uh, this year. I think he's probably disappointing a lot of people because – if I remember correctly, he was getting a lot of hype uh, preseason um, that he could be as productive, if not more, than DJ Moore. Um, so it's it's been a little disappointing not to see him. I don't have, I don't think I have any shares of Curtis Samuel, uh, but I do have some shares of DJ Moore, and he's just one of those guys with uh, 
you have to put him out there and start him every week. And he's, you know, he's only had a couple of bad weeks, and one of those came against San Francisco, and he still put up uh, eight points, I think, which is, you know, pretty good for a receiver against San Fran. Um, but as far as Samuel, you know, if you've got better options, I would definitely explore them. Um, and as far as DJ Moore, uh, just keep putting him out there. And if he is, you know, the the main guy on the field. Uh, this week with no Samuel, uh, I would like to think that it would add more to his production. Uh, we'll just have to see how that goes and uh, hope for the best. Talking with Brian McKinney, the fifth place team in the Football Guys Players Championship, heading into week nine. Let's go to Chris in Boston. He writes, what's up, Brian? With the Falcons seemingly already looking to 2020, are you nervous about reduced playing time or an early IR for a non-serious injury for either Julio Jones or Devontae Freeman. That is Chris in Boston. Both Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman under contract with the Falcons for the next several years. What was the question again? Whether the fact that they're... I know it's not for me, but I just want well, to, I just, I like to listen to the show. The fact that they're 1-6 and six right now, looking forward to 2020, trading Mohamed Sanu, whether you could be looking for an early shutdown for either Julio Jones or Devontae Freeman going gotcha. forward. Uh, Brian, what do you think about that? Is that a possibility, or are we kind of uh, jumping gun on that a little bit? Uh, I can see where they're coming from with that, but I'm not sure that that's something, you know, the Falcons would do. Um, you know, it wouldn't be the, the dumbest thing ever to pr- protect, you know, the best players on your team. Um, but at the same time, how do you, you know, explain that to your fan base, which at the same time, you know, as much trouble as they're having getting, you know, people in the seats at that stadium, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um you'd think that they would want to put the best product out there that they could. Um, and I I wouldn't see, you know, barring some kind of injury, uh, you know, if one of them did get dinged up a little bit, then maybe they would think harder about it than they normally would. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I'd be surprised if they shut them down. Dave, do you agree with that with, with uh, in regards to Freeman and Jones? Yeah, I mean, they're paying these guys big money. It's an entertainment business. I mean, you have to go out and entertain. I mean, you're making millions and millions of dollars, so uh... – do your job. Right. right. I mean, well, even if you stop. well, and, and that, listen, I don't fault Julio Jones or Devontae Freeman. If they put them out there, those guys are going to ball out as best they can. It's just the question of Thomas Dimitrov wants to put those guys out there in harm's way for a lost season. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Julio. I wonder if he's going to get one of his, uh, hamstring pulls during the fantasy that's, playoffs. That's my point. Typical Julio hamstring well, and, injury. And, and, and that's – and let, let, I'm going to read the – Let me yeah. tell you, Brian, it really pisses me off as a dynasty owner of Julio Jones. Let Chris, me tell you how Chris, much that annoys me. Chris in Boston praised oh, him in his email. <laughs> Are you nervous about reduced playing time or an early IR for a non-serious injury to either yeah. Julio Jones or Devontae yeah, Freeman? So we, we, and we've seen that before. Maybe we'll see it again. Brian, does Brian, no, Brian's McKinney. That's an Irish name. Is he live in South Boston? Yeah, no, or are you, no. Are you a Southie? Brian, you're a Carolina guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I live in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, I mean, you're Irish, I assume. Do you, do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Like, sing No Nay Never? I'm like, not oh, Irish. I celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I, I love St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, I'm a Scotch Irish, so I got, the, you know, the best of both worlds there. So, uh, uh, this is definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely you celebrate get, the St. Patty's Day. Uh, sometimes a little bit too much, but it you know it comes in the bloodline. 
you oh, get that's great. you get the wee heavy Scotch ales, you get the Imperial Stouts, and and the uh, the Jameson uh, whiskeys and that, potato soup and potato soup all rolled into one. <laughs> Not, every, every you know you well, Irish people since they're white, you can't be racist the, against Irish no, people. I don't I don't want to get into that. You want. I, there is a there is an Irish bar here <laughs> locally in Northeast Wisconsin on St. Patrick's Day. They open up early. They serve a traditional Irish breakfast. No, it's um. Why can't I think of the name of it? It's right off College Avenue. It used to be Trimby's. Um, uh, why I can't? Uh, Lucky, I'm not driving. the alcoholic I, like you uh, and your friends uh, are. Yeah, hilarious. But <laughs> no, but they serve a traditional Irish breakfast, which is like you get the black pudding, you get the the grilled tomatoes, you get the the, really, the hash browns, the bacon, the gross, sausage. Brian. No, it's good stuff. Disgusting. And then, but then they'll serve it with like a Guinness. And you I know, think I'm Irish. It. 23 me says I might be Irish. Oh, there you go. So we so listen. This St. Patrick's Day, you and I are gonna go out. We're gonna check this I'm out. I'm not gonna have. Whatever pudding. I'll eat the black pudding. I like black pudding. <laughs> I've I've had it before. It's delicious right, stuff. Do we have, do we have would, more emails? Or we you would like it too. No, we don't have any more emails. But you it have tastes one. like pudding. No, it's 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 like a. Brian, um, have you had black pudding? Have you ever had black pudding, Brian? I have tried it. Was not a fan. <laughs> you know, I'm part Norwegian. I've had lutefisk and lefse, and that's that's the it's, worst there's, shit there's, ever. There's it's no awful. fish. It's not a fish it's flavor. Not. It's not. Like, it's like it's, it's like digesting it's, a cardboard and you know gelatin. I don't mind lutefisk. I, the That's smell terrible. of it is is it's a little soapy, but I I don't I don't mind the taste of soapy. it. Anyway, final question. Go ahead. This is probably the worst inter- You know, Brian, if you ever have another interview, it'll be better. Than it'll this. be better than this one. Can yeah. you give us a player <laughs> that a lot of FFPC players will be starting, but you who you think are stupid to be starting that player, and they should be benching him instead, as well as a sleeper that is obvious to you but may not be obvious to them to be starting. Uh, I mean, I've you know I would be far-fetched to call anybody stupid for any decision they made. I mean, I'm, you know. <laughs> that was my question. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Chiefs running backs. Um, I'm not sure how you handle that right now because it's just kind of a mess back there. Nobody's really establishing themselves, and Andy Reid's not really trying to establish either one of them. It doesn't seem like. I mean, he seems pretty attached to, to keep using McCoy, um, but it's just they're nobody's able to – to generate, you know, a lot of offense from either either of those guys. Um, so it, it'd be hard, you know, unless you didn't have any better options to put somebody uh, like that out there that you're just not sure what you're going to get out of them week to week based on the usage. Um, as far as the sleeper, um, you mentioned Johnny Smith earlier. I don't know how much of a sleeper he is anymore, but he was definitely somebody, uh, especially in best ball leagues, that if I, you know, Tight ends were getting off the board that I drafted uh, Dwayne Walker, but made sure that I handcuffed him with Johnny Smith for this exact, you know, situation, thinking, you know, Dwayne's got an injury history. Johnny showed some flashes last year. Um, he's definitely got some talent, and he seems to have a connection, um, you know, with the quarterback there. So that would be somebody I'd probably, I don't, again, don't know if he qualifies as a sleeper, but, you know, somebody that I would put on that list. Johnny Smith, Balky. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down with Johnny Smith, no question. I think he's a good start this week for uh, for sure. Actually, I think I am playing him in one league, too, where I had Delaney Walker and I had Johnny Smith, one of my dynasties. So I'm rolling out Johnny Smith. Expect big things from him. I also expect big things from our guest tonight, Brian McKinney. Brian Skinny McKinney, I should say, uh, <laughs> joining us here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. Fifth place in the Football Guys Players Championship heading into week nine. Playoffs are on the horizon. Hopefully a $250,000 grand prize is on the horizon for you, my friend. Appreciate you joining us tonight. Good luck in all of your leagues this year, and thanks so much for hopping on. Appreciate it.
Yeah, thanks so much, guys. I uh, really enjoyed it. And again, love the website. Um, you know, looking forward to playing on that for, for years to come and love what you guys are doing over there. So keep it up. You are thanks, the Brian. You so are we are actually man, doing a whole redesign coming up in that the next is true. months. Is, that, is this breaking news? That Have we shared this on the HSFF Hour before? I don't know. We're, we're paying one guy a lot of money to make it look better. So I don't know what you call that. All right, Brian. So hopefully when, when this re, is redone. <laughs> hey, man, make it look good. Yeah, when it's redone, hopefully you will still like it just as much as you did before. Your login so, won't work or anything anymore. But uh, no, okay. don't. Yeah, come on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, thanks so much for your patronage. Thanks so much for the kind words. Good luck in 2019, dude. You too, man. Have a great night. Brian McKinney, fifth place in the Football Guys Players Championship. Play looks great. Joining Can't us log tonight. in. Sorry. Black pudding, Dave, is a type of blood sausage. Oh, Jesus. That's so nasty. It's from the UK and Ireland, obviously. It's made from pork blood, pork oh, fat, God. beef suet, whatever that is. Sewage? Suet, S-U-E-T. So, so I, was, I was mentioning in the chat that I like German food beyond the obviously better choices, which are Italian and Mexican right. food. Have you ever, have you gone? I, my family, and I go to Mark's East Side a lot. Sure. That's, that's this Germanish type place. They have whatever. Have you been there ever? The last time I was there was when I was dating a girl who was a senior in high school the year after I graduated, and we went there for um, prior to homecoming right. for dinner. Yeah. Okay. That was the last time I was there. It's the my buddy one, Leo. Number one on TripAdvisor in the Appleton area, which doesn't mean much to anyone who lives in a real right. city like everyone else. My buddy Leo that I do the show yeah. with in the afternoons loves that place. Oh, goes there about once a month. Yeah. So our, our family goes there once a month on Fridays. We got there once at 440. And it was packed. And we couldn't even get a table. Reason, all these drunks are going no, there getting their old fashions yeah, yeah. for early. And, and, they and make, they're getting drunk. They, they do make stiff old fashions. Now, I have, I've only stiff been. Stiff and huge. Right. That's what I was going to say. So I've only been there to eat right. since uh, when I was 19 years old. Stuff Lance or any of these guys. But uh, I have gone there for cocktails in the Watts, past. If I want to come and hang out in Appleton, we'll take you right. to Mark's Eastside. We'll go to Mark's Eastside. Have like, the sausage sampler, right. uh, all the other crap. I've, I've gone there for cocktails several times since then, and the old fashions are not, as you just pointed out, they're, they're, they're Bill Brasky-sized cocktails. They're massive. And they are stiff. Oh, they're great. They are stiffer than a <laughs> giant sequoia. In uh, the deep woods of California. All right, hey, well, I'm gonna give you a mystery player for you tonight. So anyway, black pudding. So I already said blood sausage, pork blood, and it's also there's a cereal rolled into that. Usually oatmeal, oat oat groats or barley groats. There's a high propensity of cereal in that. It's really good. It sounds gross. It is really good. Go ahead and give me your mystery player. All right, uh, the number one kicker right now in fantasy. Sure. Is Greg the legs are alive. All right. Uh, you want to take a guess? Uh, this is not including, but you know, this is points. This is total points for the season so far. So if you had your bye week, too bad. Okay. Um, the number two kicker in fantasy right now. How many guesses do I get? I have three. Matt Prater. No. Joey Sly. <laughs> no. He had a bye week. Um, think of a team. All right. I'll give you Steven one. Steven Hauschka. All right. Stop with the guesses. Let me give you okay, one right. more guess. Um, this Ma- team, Mike Nugent. This team can move the ball quite a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, but they can't score touchdowns. All right. move around, Interesting. Yeah. Kind of a newishly new organization. Robbie Gould? The, t- the, the kicker consistently gets ranked in the teens by all the dipshits and, you know, all pundits right. okay. out there. Okay. Somehow they don't think that this team that moves the ball all the, all the time into right. the red zone, but somehow can't throw nor run in touchdowns, um, you know. Um, Dan Bailey? Nope. Uh, Brett Maher? Jason Myers. <laughs> uh, sports betting man either thinks the question is gay or he thinks that Matt Gay might oh, be Oh, Matt Gay. Is it Matt Gay? No, it's not Matt Gay. Will Lutz? 
No, it's a. Um, let me. All right, let me give you a nationality. Give me the, give me the conference. I'll, I'll give you the. Let me give you the nationality. I was okay. talking about one of the nationalities is a type of food I just mentioned that's better than German. It's better. Uh, so it's either okay. Um, Zane Gonzalez. Yes, Zane Gonzalez go. is the number two kicker. I love my Mexican food. Yeah, and he. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, for all I know, he could be white. I don't know. But uh, I mean, nevertheless, Zane Gonzalez. He's a number two kicker. Sure. Now, granted, Joey Sly averages more points per game. He had a bye week and whatever. But he's been doing great, and the reason is that the Cardinals consistently don't score touchdowns. Now, last night, they actually, surprisingly, Gonzalez didn't have a great game, you yeah. know, which isn't surprising against San Fran, but he did kick a 30-some-yard field goal late, so he had a 5.6. But I really think that rostering Zane Gonzalez makes a lot of sense sure. for the rest of the season because they consistently move the ball, but they don't tend to score a ton of touchdowns. We, let's let's get it. one player. Right. A okay. great one. Right, and we're going to get into this. This is You segued into this. <laughs> do you want to do the world's? tiniest victory lap on Andy Isabella <laughs> after his massive one With target, four one minutes touchdown. and 58 seconds left right. in the game yesterday. That's right. Cliff Kingsbury decided to put Isabella in there, and what do you know? He caught a 20-yard pass to turn into an 88-yard touchdown. Vindication! Right. I mean, so, okay. Serious question, though. Sure. And some people, actually, you know, it's funny, he's in the Pirate Swag League, and we had talked about this off air. He got cut this past week. I have 76 yeah. betting dollars left out of 200. I'm going to bid about 70-something together. Uh-huh. I own him in a lot of leagues. I still love him. What would you pay to get Isabella in Dynasty? Yeah. This is for the chat room also. And what would you sell Isabella for? Same thing, buy, sell. I would pay a third rounder. I would give up a second rounder. Or yeah. no, excuse me. I would pay a third rounder. And if you were going to give me a second rounder, I would do that. So if you had Isabella and I offered you any random second, you would take it? Yeah, I would do that. Wow. Yeah, you can have him for that. I wish. Do you own him anywhere? No, I just cut him in my last oh my the last God. league. I held out on him. I just cut him this it's past a Wednesday. I think it's a mistake. It probably was, but you know what? It was one of those things where I yeah, needed no, somebody, sorry. and I just I was I was sick of waiting. I would I would sell him for a random first twenty twenty first. Oh, first. you are. But I, but I mean, I would honestly, if it was if it was guaranteed to be like the league champ. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would sell him. Ladies and gentlemen, dude, I, ladies I'm and gentlemen, I am getting it. Still going to be good. I am getting in a space shuttle right now. <laughs> I am flying to outer space. And I'm going to outstretch my arms as far as they reach, and I'm going to grab onto Dave Gerzak's ankle, and I'm going to pull him back down to planet Earth, where you and I are all living on, and understand, and make him understand that he is not going to get any first round dynasty pick for Andy Isabella right well, now. I'm not trying. To, the thing is, I'm not trying to sell him. Is I so but if my I could is, off, so I, here's the thing. I, I so you would pay a first round for him. I would pay a late first, but here's you what are, I, would, I, no, let's, I let's, wish let's, I had him. Just I wish listen. I, I, I will offer a second. I mean, every league I don't have, right. I'm going to offer a second, and I'm going to get it turned down by everybody. Right, you will. But I will, I will offer it. Okay, let's. Uh, uh, Lance said he cut him everywhere in redraft, which is smart, and he added him in dynasty. Okay, well, good luck to you guys. I, <laughs> I certainly, I want nothing but the best for you. You know, Isabella, he's a, of the nationality of the other food type I like. Um, the Italian, Italian. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, the mozzarella. And, um, you know, Germans don't play in the NFL. So. <laughs> oh, what about Moritz Barringer? <laughs> yeah, Remember he never guy? played. He oh, that's true. He did. Yeah, he never played. All right, <laughs> let's get the emails here real quick. We got to fly through this. Adam and Selena, Kansas, what are you guys doing with Josh Gordon in your redraft and dinos? Thanks much. Appreciate the email, Adam in Selena, Kansas. Uh, Josh Gordon, we found out shortly before we went on the air tonight that the Seattle Seahawks do indeed own his rights. They claimed him off waivers after 27 count them 27 teams passed on putting in a claim for josh gordon the seahawks did not he is now a seattle seahawk dave what are you doing with him in dynasty and redraft uh dynasty i'm holding okay in a depressing last man on the roster move so it's so annoying right uh 
you know, redraft, I'm adding him on a spec, spec move or I'm keeping him. Okay. So we'll see. I do. So, a, you know, it's a low volume pass offense, but you know, he's, he could become the red zone guy. Who knows? I do a radio spot for the, uh, for a radio station on the Western side of Wisconsin every single Thursday. And, and I was asked this question last week uh, when he was already on IR. And I said, I'm glad I don't own him because I wouldn't want to know if I should cut him or not. And I sure wouldn't want to know if I should roster him. Well, you know what? I put a bunch of bids in, and I won them in a lot of spots, both in redraft and dynasty. What did you pay about week. on average? Uh, in the dynasty leagues, it was the upper 100s. I think I got them for like two something in one of my dynasty leagues. The other ones was all less than thirty dollars for redraft. Okay. For dynasty. For dynasty, it was the upper ones, lower twos. For redraft, it was less than thirty. So you're okay. Just you understand? Yeah, I'm just I'm curious that you're. Dynasty, you're adding Josh Gordon and cutting Isabella. I think that's a classic. That was not. That was two, two separate, mistake. two totally separate right, things. Great. Gordon, the league that I cut Isabella in, Gordon was already taken. All right. So I did, didn't have the opportunity. All right. So that's what I'm looking at right now. And as far as Gordon goes, as soon as um, he makes any plays for Seattle, I am sending him out for a second round pick. <laughs> no one's no one's paying. Somebody will give me a second round pick for Josh Gordon after he has a big game with Seattle. Yes, they will. What do you think the odds are better that Josh Gordon scores five touchdowns or gets banned for a drug failed? A failed Ooh, drug that's test? good. What do you guys think? Five touchdowns I would, or a failed drug test? Can we do a five on it on that one? What do you think? I, I mean, well, I'm, what side would you take? Uh, I would take the failed drug test. All right, I'll take the five touchdowns. All right, let's do it. This will be fun. All right, now hold on. So what happens <laughs> if neither one of them hits? If he just... If he Justin Blackman's out of the like, league? No, 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 no. If he, if <laughs> he, he doesn't, if he doesn't get drug to, test, he no, we're t- is this, this is the 2019 bet, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. okay, let's say yeah. So let's say through, through week seventeen. Give me week seventeen. Right, okay, yeah, that's fine. Are well, you, give me week seventeen. Well, whatever. To get the yeah, five five, well, that might be extra week for the drug test. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm willing sure. to risk it. <laughs> All right. All right. I got the. I got. So, I'm going with, so, with the failed drug test. Okay. Do we want to fail drug test or suspension for any reason? You got to give me that. Oh, that's that. I'm totally fine with that. Fine. Do you want to extend it? Do you want to stop it at the end of the regular season? You want to sure. extend it through the postseason? Because <laughs> we could do that as well. Uh, I quite let's, go, let's just keep going. We'll go all the way. Through. All right, because yeah. I think that benefits me rather than you. Yeah, that's true. You want to do regular season? All right, through week 17. All right, so through week 17, right. I say Josh Gordon is more likely to score five touchdowns than get suspended for any reason. <laughs> I got five on that. I got suspended. And how much do you have on it? Five. <laughs> I got five. Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, Luna, sorry, I cut you off a little bit. That's so okay. it's five TDs for Bulky. And it's right, a, let's, let's, we have a we have a chat room question suspension about for DG. Kenyon Drake and David Johnson. Let's see All right, let's let's go. Um, Tam, I thought I had. Oh no no no, let's not answer it. Waskai is reminding. This is where we're at the point of the conversation where we have an email about this. Oh really? After is this Ken, a real one? Yes, yeah. After <laughs> Kenyon Drake ran roughshod over maybe the best defense in the whole league tonight. This email came in last night. What am I supposed to do with him and Chase Edmonds going forward? And do you see this transforming into an RBBC now with Johnson? That is Trevor in San Diego. Thank you for the email, Trevor. Thank you for the reminder. Wasp guy. Appreciate that. Dave, Cardinals running backs. There's a lot of good ones right now. What are you doing? Well, I think in redraft, you have to just get rid of Chase Edmonds. I would not do that. Well, I would, but it's okay. okay. I, don't, I just don't think he's worth rostering unless there's no one else to pick up. There may not be. Uh, you know, David Johnson, I think he's still the starter. They still say that he's back. Um, but I think, you know, you might be looking at a 60-40 workload split because That's scares Drake me. really looks good. And Johnson hasn't looked all that great. He really, Other than his 400-point year, 
you know, we've all been kind of hoping for him to just come back and be that and same do guy. that again. Yeah. yeah and he, he just hasn't, you know, you know, you can argue that the offensive line in Arizona sucks and you would make a good argument because it does. <laughs> it, it does suck. Yeah. It does suck. But I mean, Kenyon Drake didn't seem to give a crap. He's like, Oh, I didn't know this offensive line. He's like, Hey, compared to the offensive line, this came from this one's great. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. Oh my uh, God. People care about winning games here. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be very, I, I own uh, David Johnson as a, in dynasty in a couple of leagues. And I'm a little bit nervous about him. And I yeah. don't own Drake in those leagues. And, uh, so I'd be I'd be concerned, yeah, for sure. Would you? So I you think would, Drake's a baller. I, I think Drake's a good football player. I, I've always thought that actually, right. unlike Matt Waldman. All right. So for me, I would. Um, By the way, I I have to tell you something after the show. You just reminded me of something. <laughs> um, Matt Waldman had him ranked, I think, like the running back fifty or something as a rookie. Wasn't great. No, and he, you know what? He got drafted as like the eighth or ninth best running back. You know, sometimes maybe you don't listen to the to the pundit no, just, and you just and you just go by the draft order. Right now, everybody hits. You go and by misses. the draft order, and maybe you do better. There's hits and misses for everybody. I'll yeah, but if you just that. go by the draft order. You right, do but but it's, nobody's perfect. Pundits. Yeah, nobody's perfect. All right, so <laughs> moving on here. So you are rostering David Johnson. You are rostering Kenyon Drake. You are not rostering Chase Edmonds. And if you own both of those guys, both Johnson and Drake, are you more likely to start Johnson or sit both of them? Uh, say that again. When was, Johnson is active, are you more likely to play just Johnson or yeah. sit both those guys? I would both. not sit both. I got to start somebody. You could start the. So you would start guys. Johnson. Yeah, huh? start David Johnson. Okay. Assuming he's starting and the, the word is good and all that, and he's healthy. Okay, fair enough. Now I'm for for whatever it's worth. When Johnson is active, I'm going to play him. When he is not active, I am for sure starting Drake going forward, and I'm rostering both Edmonds, Johnson, and Drake anywhere I have them. It gets to be a little bit dicey if you have to roster all three but it's very difficult for me to cut any one of those three guys right now. All right, moving on. Rick in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Hey, Marvin and Reggie. This is a little bit dated. What's the story with T.Y. Hilton? Are either of you guys starting him against the Steelers? Keep up the great work. That is Rick in Bridgeport, Connecticut. No, he's dead. He's, he's not dead, but he is out, and he's going to be out for the next three to four weeks, according to Frank Wright, which is what we heard today. Zach Pascal, Dave, could be the number one receiver for the Colts. You playing him? Eh. Zach. No, you don't like him. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I like him. All right. What about Chester Rogers or Paris Campbell? I guess if you're not playing Pascal, you're not playing either of those guys then, right? Uh, Pascal, for what it's worth, when Hilton was out, Pascal was in 92% of offensive snaps for Indianapolis. Yeah, Pascal, fine. If you want to play him, you can. I, I'm not super but excited. But you're not. That's what I'm trying to get at. You're not I'm not super him. excited about starting him. You know, I don't own him a lot of spots. They have two decent tight ends. They have Ebron and they have uh, Doyle. Ebron, who got upgraded this week as far as the injury report goes. So, yeah. I don't All know. Right. I if you if you're in a pinch, sure you can start him. But I, I feel but like you're going to look for other well, I options. Feel, I feel like a lot of owners should have Terry McLaurin's or DJ Charks that they've gotten whether off waivers or late draft picks, and hopefully you have them even with injuries. Right. Maybe not. I don't know. You know. Well, Pascal went through that whole like scoring a touchdown every single week for like four straight weeks, and then whenever he bought into him, that's when he put up the donut or the you know the one pointer, five points. Lance seems to like him, Pascal. He likes Pascal. Plus, it's a programming language, Pascal. No one uses it anymore. Is that what it's called? Pascal? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I'm not a coder. I, I'm not either. I don't remember it. All right, got a couple of mystery players uh, to get to this week. These were not from listeners. These were something I crafted on my own, Dave. You ready? Uh, yes. Mystery player number one. I am currently... Jeez, your voice is getting better and better, Valky. I know, it's terrible. I am currently sixth in the NFL in rushing, yet FFPC players only drafted me... Oh, this is not right. I, I wrote this wrong. As As... <laughs> FFPC players only drafted me as RB16, okay? 
I am a pedigreed player from a premium college football program who currently leads the entire NFL in pro football focuses elusive rating. Who am I? Elusive rating, as a reminder, is a rating of how good you are at shaking tackles and how much yards you get after contact. All right, so 16th. That means we're walking into the third and fourth round of yep. third round. Yep. Uh, Josh Jacobs. That is 100% correct. Yes! Josh really? Jacobs. Yeah, baby, I love it. He's in the NFL in rushing right now. He leads pro football focuses rating in um, uh, elusive rating, and he was drafted as the RB16 in the FFPC main event. Good call All on right. that. What gave it away? Just curiously. Um, I think the six in rushing, it seems I, I don't own him in many spots, but I know he's been getting some good rushing yeah. yards. And then the 16th, you know, that just getting the kind of the spot of the ADP a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sports betting man guest, uh, Derek Henry also would have been a good guess, but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, correct. All right. Final, uh, we got to wrap this show up. Final mystery player of the night. FFPC players may have drafted me as wide receiver 51 in the 12th round this summer, Yeesh. but I have outperformed that and am now sitting at wide receiver 30 on the season. I am two touchdown receptions off the league lead. Two what? Two touchdown receptions off the league lead and have at least two more end zone targets than any other player in the NFL. Who am I? Uh, So this is a touchdown dependent player. He's wide receiver 30. Oh, man. Um, And if you need a hint, I have an interesting hint relating to mystery player one. Um, Tyrell Williams. It is not Tyrell Williams. Ah. You got the right conference. Oh, no, you got the wrong conference. Excuse me. He's not in the AFC. So he's in the NFC. Wide receiver 51. I'll tell you this right now. I don't think this gives it away. But he, um, he did play at – oh, all right, I'll hang on. Emmanuel Sanders? It is not Emmanuel Sanders. Right. Um, he did play at least one collegiate game head-to-head versus <laughs> mystery player number one. Josh Jacobs. At least one, one. At least one game in college on the same field as Josh Jacobs. You know, I don't know college as well as you do. Okay. So, so was that Clemson against Alabama? It wasn't Clemson. Actually, what, you're, I, I'm not, wasn't an ACC guy. All right. Clemson is ACC. You now, you're, now this is more. Alabama. This is actually worse of a hint. Alabama is SEC. So you got to think of SEC schools. Well, if you said at least one, I, I was thinking one, like it would be like a bowl game where they don't normally. No, play. no, no. Because I don't know if this guy was healthy. Um, and I don't know if Josh Jacobs was actually playing. So I say at least one because I know for sure there was one game where these guys faced off. You know, I don't know that I'm going to get this one. All right. You will get it. This is another hint. A guy, first of all, he's in the NFC. He's in the NFC. He's the wide receiver 30, right? He's wide receiver 30 heading into week nine, yes. And he's got a lot of touchdowns? He has, I believe, four touchdowns on the season. That's it? That's it. And and this is a guy, I'll I'll give this away. He is a rookie. And (laughs) And he's a receiver. He's a rookie receiver. All right. So rookie receiver. Nobody, nobody has gotten it in the chat room uh, yeah, so yeah. far right now. All right, so it is not LSU sports betting man. I'll tell you that right now. This guy did not play. He also. So okay. So, so who are the so who are the rookie receivers? Obviously you have. Um, all right. Don't look I'm, at it. I'm, don't, I'm don't not look, looking at the chat. Because Wasp guy, Wasp guy just got it. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I'm not thinking clearly. I'm Congratulations, Kern. This guy had a college teammate that. Um, that went very high in this year's draft as well and also played the same position as him. That may give it away. My, my screen has gone black, by the way. So Perfect. Yeah. 
he was college teammates with a fellow SEC receiver that went in the first round of the NFL draft this year. So let's see who in the first round of the NFL draft this year. I don't I'm not, I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. They went, they went, they both, these guys were college teammates at Ole Miss. They were receivers at Ole Miss, Mississippi. One was AJ Brown. So AJ Brown and then his college teammate. Oh yeah. Debo. No, Debo Samuel went so, to uh, South Carolina. I don't know, Balky. Why don't you tell me who the fuck it is? <laughs> Just like the last gay time you asked me these stupid fucking questions, I'm going to swear a bunch because right. I'm getting pissed off. I know you're getting pissed off. The guy that you and I were not very high on in the redraft process or in the rookie draft process, and the guy who's actually proved us wrong quite a bit this year. Guy that we thought. I don't that, necessarily think so. I see his name as DK Metcalf. It's DK Metcalf, yeah. Three for 13 and two touchdowns is not proving me wrong. Well, he's wide receiver 30 right now. And this, and you look at what he did last week. Yes, it was touchdown heavy, but he has had some other games this season where he's had like six for 80, where he's had five for 79. He's so great. They brought in Josh Gordon to replace him. <laughs> Which, I mean, we'll see where that goes. I'm, I'm not sure what to make of this. All right, how about, how about this see. question? All right. I will bet $5. Uh, here we go. Over... Who has a better NFL career, <laughs> Andy Isabella or Josh and you Gordon? You can have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Didn't you make? I, I feel like you tweeted this out before um, the well, season started. Well, in Isabella the was drafted ahead of Metcalf, so. No, but I I'm willing. I, I maybe I'm wrong on this. I thought you tweeted that out before either of these guys had gotten drafted in the NFL draft. I think you tweeted out that you said Andy Isabella would have a better right, NFL career. Right, and I still career. I still believe it. Yeah. I, I mean, I will put five on it. Just, <laughs> you don't but, have to. But I don't know how it's we five year how do we quantify this total <laughs> FFPC points over the course of their NFL careers? All right. How about um, how about better? This will be fun. How about better sophomore season next year? All right. So better sophomore season, which is really I mean, which is dicey because Isabella has yeah. like fifty five snaps. No, I'll this do season. it. I'll, I'll, this is an easy one for you. I'm just giving yeah. you money at this point. Well, I don't know about that, but I will do the bet. So Andy Isabella. Versus DK Metcalf, sure. most FFPC points in, <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, yeah. I have five on I got DK five on Metcalf. It. Sorry for the swearing, everybody. And that's, Your mystery players really irritate me sometimes. Uh, well, listen, uh, at least I... Well, you, you I give, me give me hints like, I don't watch college football all the time. You're like, oh, this guy, well, uh, no, you know, but, he played no, in the WAC but, conference. No, I mean, no, no, no. One time they traveled no, to no, Hawaii, no. and then they lost by 20. I would, Who is it? I would never bring up the WAC conference. I brought up the SEC, which is probably the most followed conference. Yeah, I'm aware it's college. followed. I don't and, and, and I feel like you follow. I have follow, a life on Saturday. No, no, that's fine. But I feel like you follow it as far as rookie drafts go. Like you knew I that do, these I, guys were teammates. I do, but for some reason I was drawing a blank on and all, that's on fine. all the rookie I wide receivers because I didn't draft many rookie wide receivers. And, and, I, and I will say this. I could not name one dynasty league where you have either DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown. I could not name one. You're right because I don't have either. There of them you go. So so perfect. So I, I get right. Debo. You don't know. Debo I don't know. I don't know Debo. I don't know McCole Hardman. Jesus, you just draft Isabella everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I drafted Isabella and I drafted Kyler Murray, and that's it. That's all I drafted. That's all. No, I know. Wait, I draft. Who was who was some of the second? And There's third no round running backs. Guys? You drafted. Who were some of the second and third round guys that uh, got McCole Hardman? No. Uh, no. Yeah. Um. That was a nay for you, McCole, uh, Terry McLaurin. You didn't draft anywhere? Uh, yeah, I had McLaurin in two leagues. Oh, oh nice. So nice work. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. And he was a third or he was a third, fourth round guy. So yeah. He was decent. Uh, I can't really. Uh, oh, then tight ends. Uh, Hawkinson. I did not draft Fant. No Font. Okay. All right. Font. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, what, you know what's funny about this whole dynasty thing is 
I've been licking my chops at, at first and second round picks in dynasty drafts for probably with the last two months now. Like, oh, my God, there's going to be, like, six receivers taken in the first round. There's going to be, like, four running backs taken in the first round. This is going to be bananas. You know, it's going to be great. And now I look at, you know, I keep reading the same articles over and over again and these same pundits that were saying, hey, these guys are going to be great. Now, all of a sudden, that they're playing the 2019 season out, they're poking holes in the games of all these guys, and now I'm less and less excited about these guys. I also missed on that one wide receiver. He was the number one wide receiver for someone. Yep, I'm sure he was. Who? What? He went to the Cardinals in the fourth round. Oh, was in, oh uh, are you are you playing this up to be funny? Number one, he was number one for Iowa State. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot his name now. I believe he and was. Actually, to be honest with you, I did forget his name. His name is Hakeem Butler. Oh, Hakeem Butler. He was he was like a top eight pick. I believe he was the most uh, highly regarded receiver. Yeah, I, I missed I missed on him too. How's he doing? Yeah, he's on IR. Oh, uh, Dave, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. <laughs> Only when he got hurt. You know, the funny thing is that Isabella is doing crappy. Yeah. He's crushing Hakeem Butler. <laughs> crushing him. Well, Butler had the injury, though. He did. I'll say that. So. Next year, Hakeem Butler. I mean, for all we know, Hakeem Butler, 100 catches for 1,500 yards. And I can't imagine that. Matt Walden. I would, be right. eating, I would be eating a lot of crow. Yeah, you would. You would indeed. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize yeah, for, for the uh, long uh, program tonight. Hopefully, you enjoyed the last 25 minutes. I know I did. I want to thank uh, Brian McKinney for coming on the program tonight and uh, spinning uh, a good yarn about how good his team has been this year, how he plans to keep it that way going forward. Good stuff from him. Hopefully he has a good showing and is able to uh, cash pretty high in the uh, 2019 Football Guys Players Championship. Remember to check out Danny Gibson on the High Stakes Lowdown, rotoviz.com slash podcast. You can check it out there, as well as the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, good stuff in there. It's only about a 32-minute episode, but there's a little good, a lot of good knowledge in for Week 9, so make sure you listen to that before you set your lineup. Uh, thanks for uh, everybody bringing out on Friday night with us. Apologize for my voice. Your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. We're on the floor, even more so if we on tour, me and E explore the country wondering about the evening before. Trying to explain where the time went. Well, other rappers find a studio to grind in. Hey, where do you think, uh, just curiously, um, when we draft leagues coming, well, we'll FFPC will probably have leagues going Watch on. Watch honey and tea balls. Yeah, I will. I'll get on that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm being serious, I will. Um, FFPC leagues will probably start up in January for DEs, best balls, right? Uh, no, after the Super Bowl. They won't start prior to the Super Bowl like they did last year? I don't think we started any. They definitely did start prior to the Super Bowl last year. You want to bet five on it? Yes, I that they that they in that we had leagues going on prior to the Super Bowl this past year. Yes, I will bet five best on ball that. Leagues? Yes, best ball leagues. I will bet five on that. All right, I'll bet. <laughs> All right, I'm betting. I got five on. I got five that we didn't have best ball leagues until after the Super Bowl. Okay, I got five on best ball leagues starting before the Super Bowl this past year. All right. Anyone else is still listening? Do you want me to tell you what the grand prize for this year's playoff challenges will be? Uh, why, why are you revealing this now? No one else is listening. Okay. Should I reveal it? Yeah, go ahead. And then we'll be able to crowdsource how many people actually listen. It's to a it. half a million dollars. $500,000. The 2019-2020 FFPC World Famous Playoff Challenge. Five hundred. You grand. win it, you will win $500,000. How much are the entries? 200 bucks, though. Unbelievable. I know. 
Um, okay, so that's. I'm, look, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my my say, phone is blowing up already. Blowing up already. Oh my god. Um, okay. Oh wait, that's Leroy telling me how stupid Ron is for not going to the Breeders' Cup. Okay, I I agree with that. Hey, wait, um, the opposite. all right. Um, the last thing I was gonna say, even if we start best ball leagues after the Super Bowl this year, what round does Cooper Cup go in? Uh, second. You don't think he gives a first round pick? I don't think so. He's like he's wide still, receiver. He's still white. He's like wide receiver two right now. <laughs> I know he's fantastic. Uh yeah, second, late first, second. Okay. All right, fair enough. I don't know. I get Let's it. See what happens. All right, Wasp guy already chiming in. Nice. I'm don't, the, hey, I'm don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> this this half million bucks. <laughs> Anon, really don't tell away. Anon. Don't, don't tell it. Q. Don't tell Antoine. Don't tell Q. That's right. a Trump thing. All right. All right. We gotta we gotta end this, this show. Is a deep state. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we will talk to you again next Friday. Appreciate it, everybody. I'm gonna go rest my voice. <laughs>